Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Why Won't You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could be married to a woman, give me a fur coat, try to kill me, and then I go hide as a nun in a convent, I would still date you. <laughs> okay. My guest today is an international black bearded beauty and a winner of the Chicago Nightlife 2016 Best Drag Entertainer. It's Lucy Stewart. Hello, hello, hello. How are we, Nicole? I'm fabulous. How are you? You know, I can't complain. I'm doing pretty good. I ran some uh, really gay errands today. I stopped and <laughs> picked up my prep and went to the dispensary, and now I'm just back at the house. I love it. I love that going to the dispensary is <laughs> a gay errand. You know, I mean, in Chicago, at least, that's where I see everybody I know from the club. That's like the <laughs> that's like the new spot now that we can't actually go out. Fair. Yeah. I didn't know that weed was legal in Chicago. It actually just happened January 1st. So, uh, yeah. Mm. We are we are recently enjoying that. Um, we're still getting kind of used to it. Mm-hmm. The weed man is still a little cheaper, so you know I ain't said goodbye to him completely yet. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny that it's like okay, weed is legal and it's more expensive than the entrepreneur down the street. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, do we support local business or are we uh, are we going to the store and buying it? <laughs> I am all about local business, you know. So I'm ma- <laughs> I'm making sure that that uh, that he's staying good too. So, Lucy, are you single? Or are you dating? I am actually recently single. I've been single since uh, September. Oh, my goodness. Welcome. September. Oh, boy. That's not very long. I was going to no. be like, welcome <laughs> to the singledom. It's been bad. Right, Lucy? Just awful. And you're like, a month. It's been a month. Yeah. It's- <laughs> <laughs> but what a month it's been, I tell you. Oh, Yeah. I, yesterday, I'm going to ask you about that in two seconds, but yesterday I opened up Instagram and two of my famously single friends had like posted their announcement of their relationship and I was driving home and I saw it and I immediately burst into tears and I was like, I haven't been to therapy in a minute. I think it's time to go back to therapy. Oh, damn. I've been having a lot of those moments in quarantine. Yeah, it's... It's getting, it's bad. So tell me about, do you mind talking about uh, what happened? You don't have to if you don't want to. No, not at all. I um, was with a really great person for nine years. And um, yeah, just 
through quarantine and growing up and everything else, uh, we decided it was time to go our separate ways. And so it was like, um, it was mutual or amicable. Yeah, it was a mutual, mutual, very amicable split. Um, we're still living together for right now, and uh, yeah, I, I, I love him. I think he's a, a great guy, but I think our our roads are going different ways. Wow, I mean, this is the most grown up breakup. I've heard in a very long time. <laughs> it's the most grown up one I've ever had. <laughs> I mean, that's the goal, I think, to be with someone that you love so much. And when it's not working, it's okay to say this isn't working and be civil about it. Like, it's that's that's so dreamy. That's such a dream. Yeah, it's so weird because I have I'm I'm not familiar with that ever happening. I grew up in a household where, you know, everybody that used to have a relationship hated the person they were with. Mm-hmm. So, I've never heard of like, you know, actually getting along and still being friends with them. So, um yeah, I mean, after 9 great years together, it only makes sense to like be able to kind of split up this way and still have this really good friend, this person who knows like more about me than anybody. Oh, I love it. Can I ask who's keeping the apartment? Who's got to move? Oh, girl, that's me. I'm keeping the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's so sweet for that too because it was actually his place before I got here. But just with like all the drag and how I've like kind of turned it into my place, he was like, mm-hmm. all right. He was like, all right, you can stay. Plus, also, I'm a broke like drag queen. Like now's <laughs> not really a good time for me to be apartment shopping. Uh huh. Yeah, it's incredible. Are bars open in Chicago? So the thing about it is right now we're at that phase where if you serve food, um, they have kind of a leeway to allow that. But most of the places that we work at and go to don't serve food, don't serve food. So yeah, most of the clubs here are still not open. There's probably about three bars where the girls are working at. And, you know, compared to like, you know, the 20 that we Mm might have been at before any night. So, yeah, I didn't know my sister lives in Chicago, but she doesn't. Ever, I don't think she's ever been to a bar. So really, I, like, I don't even know what bars. She's I, I've only seen her drink once or twice, maybe three times. Yeah, she doesn't drink. She loves Jesus. She's very quiet. Oh, she's wow. very short. <laughs> Oh, wow. I love that the short description got you. You're like, I was what? like, shorts? What? <laughs> oh, my God. She's a very short soldier for Jesus. <laughs> I love that. I don't know anything about it, but good for her. Yeah. I, I want her to, like, go out and do stuff. But, like, that's just not her personality. And we once had a very, like, serious conversation where she was like, your definition of happy and mine is different. And I was like, oh, shit. She might just be a quiet lady who likes to be quiet in her house. Damn. And I'm nothing of the sort. I truly am like, let me be loud anywhere but home. Oh, have you been doing drag shows on Zoom? Yes? Uh, no? Yeah, we actually have done a few. We've done a few fundraisers um, on Zoom for my collective molasses that I like work with here. I've also just done like some random drag shows uh, with a lot of like different queens and even some like crazy celebrities are like throwing drag shows on zoom i'm i'm really like up for Ooh. doing anything if they're trying to toss some dollars at me that's nice do you have your like venmo and cash app and paypal in your bio on your instagram and stuff oh absolutely and it's the same as my instagram ty is lucy stool so you can always find her anywhere i know this is like a lame question but how did you come up with lucy stool it is a great pun it is delightful <laughs> I was perusing Instagram and you know how sometimes when you follow someone, it gives you other people to follow and I follow the Vixen and then I saw Lucy's stool and I, and I was like, and I said it out loud. I was like, Lucy's stool. And then I went, Oh, (laughs) Oh my. Oh, wow. I had a great time figuring it out. I was cheeking and chuckling to myself. And then I clicked on you and I was like, Ooh, a queen with a beard. I love this. So how did you how did you come up with that fabulous name? It's so funny. It's so like I my original name was so bad and nobody could say it. I used to be called Estuary Palomino. And literally every <laughs> literally every show I did, everyone was like, What is this girl? Like, just cut it out. So so finally I was like, I've got to come up with something different. And my best friend and me, we were watching the Oscars and I had dressed up for him. And he was like, You look 
more like a loose stool than anything else. And I was like, <laughs> loose, Lucy, Lucy stool. And literally that's how she was born because my friend like made a joke and I was like, oh, that's the name I'm running with. But it just kind of <sighs> stuck because I'm like part filth, part glamour. So just makes sense. I love that. I I just love that your name was birthed from your friend being real fucking shady. Yeah, he was a, he's a shady bitch. <laughs> and then you were like, hmm, I like that shade. I'll keep it. Yep. That's my new name. Yeah. You said your part filth. What is, what is like your live show like or your Zoom shows at this point? Because I've never seen you perform live and I'm dying to. Oh, my God. I mean, my live shows are a lot more fun because I am mostly a host. So I'm the girl that uh, books and like kind of runs the show and makes sure everybody keeps things in order. But my live shows either they're like they they kind of go between being burlesque and then just being completely like camp and ridiculous. Like one mm-hmm. of my favorite numbers is performing uh divine's I'm so beautiful. And I have, and I have two boys dressed up as puppies and they have mm-hmm. Snickers bars up their butts that they push mm-hmm. out on stage that I then eat. That's like one of my favorite numbers. <laughs> but then like, you'll also see me come up later in the show and do like some burlesque, like to, you know, some jazz number or something like that. I'm just, I'm all over the place. I like that's for me that's very fun because it's also fun in a way where it's like if you've never seen is that that's pink flamingos where she eats the shit right yeah yeah uh if you've never seen desperate live or uh, not desperate living that's also an insane movie but if you've never seen pink flamingos you get it and if you've seen pink flamingos you're like I get it and I love it it's an homage I think that's very fun I fucking (laughs) leave Snickers bars up their butts that's so funny to me yeah so I'm like I'm kind of all over the board I like to be able to kind of pull from anywhere and do whatever I want because that kind of keeps me from being put in a whole lot of boxes too Mm -hmm. Uh, you also to me are different because I see very few drag artists who keep the beard Um, not that there's not like you know a bunch out there but what made you choose to do that well, originally, like, you know, the whole art school statement of being like, you know, this is a question about, like, gender and presentation and everything. But um, it just kind of turned into me wanting to be able to um, completely express myself in a way that I felt comfortable. I spend most of my days, you know, even though I'm being, uh, even though I'm a non-binary person, most people would look at me and just inherently be like, that is a big old dude. So like, <laughs> being in drag just makes me feel like, so like validated and like beautiful. And um, I really don't think that a little bit of hair should really take away from anybody being able to feel that fantasy and feel as femme, femme and beautiful as they want to be. So yeah, now I, now I kind of keep it just uh, to tell everyone, fuck you i appreciate that because i love a queen who doesn't shave their chest or a queen with a beard i think it just it makes it interesting and i like that there's so many different types of dragons so many different types of you know ways to express yourself yeah absolutely and i mean we should be free to do that i i think it's silly that in 2020s people are still having a conversation about you know is bearded drag you know legitimate like drag or the same kind of drag as anyone else i'm like that's one of the stupidest things i've like ever freaking heard i'm like it's drag you're supposed to be able to do whatever the fuck you want so yeah i just i think people like the drag that has been showcased to people is one type it's and Mm -hmm. people seem to think that drag is monolithic when it's not it's just it's a it's a bunch of different experiences and different people from different walks of life i mean i don't have to tell you you fucking know yeah and it's like that's what we mean when we say you know like representation matters and why it's so important Mm -hmm. that these kind of you know like that these venues and these shows and everything else are making sure to book diverse casts and bring these other people into it because like we're out here it's all a part of it but if this like narrative keeps getting pushed, you know, that this is what drag is. Then like, of course there's always going to be those idiots that are trying to say, you know, you're not doing drag. Mm -hmm. I saw like a little bit, I mean, we don't even have to super get into it, but like Chicago had a little bit of a reckoning with inclusion and Queens of color getting a fair shot. Uh, Were you a part of that at all or no? (laughs) I was. (laughs) I was actually, yeah, I ended up being a big part of that. So the bits and pieces I understand from it was, you know, Queens of Color were like, there's gatekeepers where there shouldn't really be gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. And the girls grouped together and were like, 
we don't like this. And I was like, that's powerful. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like unions in uh, like at work or whatever you band together to be like, we don't like these work conditions. I just thought it was so incredibly inspired that you guys had like a town hall and talk shit out. Yeah, I um th- well thank you first of all. Um yeah, it was something that I think was actually really long time really long coming and with uh the Black Lives Matter movement and the um march that we the drag march that we had in Chicago, I think that we had just finally all said, yeah, enough enough is enough and we need to address this head on and we need to change this not only for the um black and brown people in our community but for literally everyone in the drag community and the queer community. Like so many people are still kind of taking this as, Oh, these girls just came in and tried to do this because, you know, they wanted more power and they wanted more shows and more bookings and like that. And I'm like, I wanted it to be an even playing field. I wanted fair chances for talented people of all colors in the community. And I wanted to make sure that the black and brown people who have been getting the shit in the stick for so fucking long in every aspect of their lives, even in this drag community, get what they deserve. Like, that's it. I just, I really, it was so inspired to me because I feel like a lot of people will just continue to be shit on until they're in a position where they're not being shit on anymore mm-hmm. and then kind of forget about the other people. Yeah. Do you know, like they don't bring up other people? Like, <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I, absolutely. Yeah, it's, so wild to me, but also I fully understand it. So I just appreciated every, it seemed like all the, like the girls of color in the Chicago community were like, we're going to fucking take care of each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to be honest, like when this happened and we created the Chicago Black Drag Council, it was kind of the first time that so many of these black performers had even talked to each other or been around each other, had been introduced in this way just because of the gatekeeping and the way they kept us like so separated and just just the way the whole community was like set up. So it really did create something beautiful that's um, just at its beginning phases and is already doing really great things for Chicago. It's pretty similar to like a... There's a couple of black actresses who will tweet about experiences and then it's really nice to be like, oh, you've been on a show where nobody could do your makeup. Oh, you've been on a show where you've had to supply your own wig. Oh, you've been on a show where you've literally done your own makeup. Yeah. So it's 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 really nice to like commiserate and then be like, oh, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was one of the biggest things that that I get from the Chicago Black Drag Council is this uh, network of support and this even bigger family that understands exactly what we're all going through. I love it. How long have you been doing drag? I've been doing drag for uh, about eight years now. I've been doing it as my like sole career job for the past like five years. Do you have like a grand vision, like a plan as to what? Like, and and that's a bad question. And I hate when people are like, what's next for you? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Hopefully I'll fucking keep working. I mean, like, like that's the simple answer, but I mean, yeah, I've got some, I got some more things I would like to do. I've, I've won a, won a few titles and things like that. But to me, the most important thing I can do right now is try and make sure that my community is better after 2020, but just, you know, in general, like, what can I do? How can I be of service to, like, uh, everyone else in this situation? Um, I also really cannot wait to expand and do more with my sex toy line that I've been running for the past three years. Yes! Okay, I have questions about this sex toy line. I saw that you had one, and I was like, wait, how do you do that? (laughs) How do you have your own sex toy line? Like, obviously, you're not making them. That would be insane. Wait, maybe it's not. Are you making them? I wish I was making them. (laughs) I wish I was making them, but um, I actually do help with designs on them. But one of my really good friends hand pours their own boutique-like sex toy line. And I partnered up with them about three years ago. Just like, it was was another thing that was a joke. And, like, if you joke with me about something, (laughs) like... I'm going to run with it. I am really going to run with it. And somebody was like, you know what? You should have cock rings as merch. And I was like, you know what? I should. And so I I reached out (laughs) to my good friend who actually owns his business here in Chicago. And she was like, hell, let's not just do cock rings. Let's fucking do it all. So she helped me set up this legit fucking business. And I am making beautiful platinum grade uh, sex toys in all shapes and sizes for all bodies. And we've got some new, some really uh, cool stuff coming up later um, this year in the beginning of 2021. 
Can you tell us about them? Oh, okay. Well, tell there's, us. There's one Girl, that we- tell the people. They got the people listening. Some of them have money. Not <laughs> all of them, but some of them have money, and they're like, "I'd like to buy things." You know, so the website right now. I mean, the website right now is stocked with um, some of my favorite toys that ever exist. Like I, like I said, they're all platinum grade. So this is the best kind of silicone. It's the shit that's actually made to go on your body, not the stuff y'all are getting from Amazon and Wish.com. Mm. <laughs> Everything. Mm. Is- <laughs> Don't come for me, Wish. <laughs> I'm not trying to, but I'm like, y'all need to check that shit out because a lot of it's not even supposed to be in your body. Um, but they're they're all designed uh, here in Chicago and like hand poured in small batches and all the colors and some of the designs are actually like picked out by me. But some of the new stuff that we have, I'm really excited about just because um, it's actually more trans inclusive and thinks more about, you know, trans and gender nonconforming bodies and what they might want to experience and what they might need. So so yeah, that's a that's a that's a little preview. But the website is fully stocked right now. Um, even though it's always selling out, one of my biggest sellers is my penis. It is for sale on the mm-hmm. website. So, the stout yeah. stool? <laughs> no, that uh, mine is the mama stool. Oh okay. The stout stool is currently sold out. It you is. better believe I'm on the website right now. <laughs> oh yeah, mama stool. Yep, that is sold out. <laughs> she says sold out. That's so wild. Wait, how do you feel? Knowing that people are fucking your dick just not attached to you. <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome. You know, when we Me think too. about leaving things in the world, you know, and what mark you've left, I think it's pretty cool to think that uh, there's a lot of people that got my dick out there and it's bringing them joy. That is incredible. That's like a next level giving. <laughs> like, you're like, I did this for the world. There's nice people out there getting pleasure from me and I'm not even there. Honestly, you're like better than Mother Teresa. Like that was, that's so, so fucking kind. I will take it, Nicole. I'll take it. <laughs> I think I'm going to buy one. Um, I mean, you're going to run to the website after you've listened to this, but everything is like neon colored. It's so fun. Yeah, I wanted to make stuff like fun and flirty and femme and have it be like cute and also like little art pieces. I know friends that don't even use sex toys that just buy them as like paperweights or to leave places like people do all kinds of stuff with these things. I mean, yeah, I would use one of these as a paperweight. Honestly, I'd probably use the cock ring as like a napkin holder. Oh, it's, I love yes. this hot pink. It's so pretty. And I know girls that use them as like uh, ponytail holders and all kinds of stuff. Vixen wears one as like a little armband all the time. Imagine being that thin. I, know. I can't imagine it. <laughs> I was like, girl, I can't. Oh, no way. <laughs> I was like around her wrist. Yes, I was like, she's how did so she get tiny. her hand in there? She's so she's so thin. She's so tiny. <laughs> Are you born and raised in Chicago or did you move there at some point? I have been in Chicago for the past 13 years. I came here after college on a on a basically another dare somebody was like you should just come up here like why you want to live in iowa and i was like i don't and they were like right so just come up here so i moved here uh 13 years ago and uh i, I kind of call it the place that like i'm from now just because i mean i mean after 13 years like that is definitely home but also it's where i kind of came out and came to be the person that i am now yeah, I love Chicago. Although I don't know like the Chicago nightlife scene because again, my sister loves sleeping early. Um, <laughs> and then like it's she she only has like one set of keys to her house. So it's like oh, a whole thing Lord. where she's got to give me her keys. Oh my yeah, God. you know she 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 doesn't really have people visit her that often because <laughs> all her friends live in Chicago. Like I'm just the person who doesn't live there. My whole family lives there as well. Oh, awesome. I didn't know that. Yep. South side. Hell yes. Yep. Take the Jeffrey express right downtown. <laughs> we love to hear. I, I mean, we need to hang out when you come back then. I will let you know when I'm there. I don't know if I'm coming for Christmas though. I am trying not to fly. Yeah. It just it doesn't seem smart. I've said it It's not worth it. Yeah, I've said it before on the pod, like, I'm fat, I smoke weed, I smoke cigarettes. Corona wants me. <laughs> yep. Like she she wants it. You gotta stay away from she it. She sees me walking around, she's like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> this is the prime body to just kill. So 
I've been, you know, I flew once and I was like, wow, that was so nerve wracking. I really don't want to mm-hmm. experience that again. So yeah, I'm just going to stay away from it for a bit. But I got myself a car and I've literally been driving. I drove to LA um, at the beginning of September and drove back by myself. Uh, I've been all over the country. Wow, 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 wow. That's a pretty long drive. Did you stay north or did you go south? Um, So I stayed north. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a 27 hour drive. Yeah, it's very long. I did that with my sister. I <laughs> when I moved to LA, I bought a little Honda Civic and I asked the man, I was like, Civics are pretty reliable. This one looks pretty taken care of. You think it's gonna make it across the country? He was like, It definitely will. Just like keep do the upkeep before you you go. And I was like, All right. So then I drove to Chicago just to like say hi to my sister since I was like, I don't know, I guess I could pass by you. And my grandparents were like, what are you doing? And I was like, moving to L.A. And they're like, take your sister. Don't drive alone. And I said, okay, Catherine, I'll be by tomorrow. And she was like, I don't want this. My grandparents were like, you will do this. So that's how my sister drove across the country with me. And she was not happy about it. Oh, my God. She was like, that I is... could be sleeping and praising him. And now I'm in the car with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a long drive for someone that is not happy about it. Yeah. And she she's not, she doesn't really like driving either. So we were in Denver and I was napping after she wouldn't let me pick up a hitchhiker. And <laughs> I woke up on the freeway and she was going like 40 miles an hour. And I was like, Catherine, we're never going to get there. And she was like, I'm so <laughs> Sorry, I just everyone's going too fast, and I was like, oh. <laughs> "Oh my god, yeah, I'd have to kick her out of the driving seat." You got to move, sis. We're very different people. Yes, I can tell. Uh, <laughs> did you like? So that's a long time to be alone. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was great because this was uh, like you know just a few weeks after the breakup. And so I was just mm. driving across country, crying by myself and, you know, screaming out Alanis Morissette and bullshit. <laughs> I feel like you were in your own indie movie. There was just no cameras. Oh, my God. I know. I did, too. Every time I stopped to, like, film things and stuff, I was like, oh, my God. If this if this was that part of the movie, this was the part where I'd, like, walk into a bar and meet a new friend or something. Like, the whole mm-hmm. time. I kept thinking mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Are you looking to date again, or are you going to take a little bit of a break? Um, I'm going to take a huge break. <laughs> I am not looking. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking for anything at at all in that way. And uh, I think kind of like when I found him, I wasn't looking for anything either. So if something comes by, I mean. I probably would still say no, but mm-hmm. I would, I'm 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 open to the idea of being friends with someone. That's about it right now. Okay, honestly though, I feel like if somebody on the internet's like, "Hey, Lucy, I dare you to date me," you'd be like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> then they're gonna come for it. I'm gonna be like, "Damn it, <laughs> you got me." <laughs> I. Truly hope months from now, you're like, I don't know, someone did it, they dared me, and now we've been together, and we're so happy. <laughs> I'm going to text you first about it and be like, Nicole, this is Please. your fault. <laughs> Real quick, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U. 
L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And oh, we're back. Um, so you were with someone for nine years. So does that mean you've missed out on apps or were you in a relationship where like you were allowed to be on apps? No. Yeah. I've, I missed out on the app culture. We, none of, we weren't on apps, um, at all. So, uh, that has been funny to see or (laughs) kind of get used to. It's so weird. Girl, it is so fucking weird. Oh, wait. You said you're non-binary. What are your pronouns before we go on? I should have asked way earlier. No, it's totally okay. They're um, they, them, out of drag, and she, her, in drag. Oh, okay. So they, them. Perfect. So, like, the apps are literally a terrible 
I mean, some people have had a great time on them. I think you might actually have a really great time on it. I just think you're so charismatic and nice and people would be so lucky. But I just, I'm having such a terrible time. Uh, Me too. I don't know. I feel like my personality doesn't translate in that sort of way. And I don't know if people kind of know. I have this thing where I always think that people don't recognize me. So I'm like, no, no one knows who I am. They see this picture of me out of drag. No one knows who it is. But like, it never fails that every single person is like, you're Lucy, aren't you? I'm like, yes. (laughs) Like, sometimes that makes it easier to like have a dialogue. But for the most part, I just, I don't know. It's, it's really weird. And a lot of people expect you to like carry the conversation. And I'm like tired of that. I get paid to carry conversations. Yeah. I think that is a really interesting thing that people don't realize when they go out with a performer for the first time that did you, okay. Did you watch drag race, uh, the Vegas edition of it? Yeah. So you know how Vanjie kept going out on dates with people and, Vanjie is like a quiet person out of drag, it seems. Mm-hmm. I think they were expecting her to keep up the conversation, like bring the wild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that happens to me so often. And I'm just like, hey, this is a two-way street. And yes. I'm not supposed to be on in that way right now. <laughs> like, that's, yes. that's not what we're doing. <laughs> and I don't want to be on for someone I don't love yet. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be wasting bits and jokes on you. You fucking idiot. I just met you. (laughs) That's so true, too. I'm like, come on. I don't know if you're worthy of all of that yet. Right? And then then I feel like when I'm like, oh, I don't like this person. I guess I'll put on a show. Then I'm just like, who's this for? Is it for me? Am I keeping myself interested? I think that's what it is. No, that's exactly what it is. And like, I don't know. I'm at that point now where I'm like, I'm I'm over that. I can't even begin to think about doing that. And that's another mm-hmm. hard thing with me with like thinking about this is that I've become like so used to being with this person and like what I need and like what I want that I'm just like, I'm not going to put up with any bullshit like any of it i was thinking when i start dating again and go back into the world and meet up with these idiots i was like i would stay on dates way longer than i should have like i would just stay till end till the bar closed and if i didn't like you the next day i'd be like you know what i got a lot of stuff going on i don't i don't think i'm you know going out a lot anymore whatever whatever i would say to be like i'm not going out with you again <laughs> but i think in 2020 2021 if I don't like somebody after the first drink, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love that idea. Do it. Yeah, I don't I don't want to waste my time. And I'm at first in quarantine, I was like, I can't wait to go on a bad date. I can't wait to be out all night with somebody I hate. I just don't want to be home anymore. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, fuck you. I'd rather just be home doing anything but with someone I don't like. Absolutely. That's another right? big thing I've learned. I'm like, I would rather be at the house, y'all. Yes. And I don't know if this is like, I've been conditioned now. <laughs> I've just been home for so long that I'm like, this is where I feel safe. Yeah. But I, I, I've gone back to work a little bit. And the first job I had in August, the PA who was taking me to and from set was one of the most annoying people I've ever met in my life. Oh, he quit, I think, four days in. And it was very... Very, very dramatic. <laughs> like after two days with him, I was like, "We got to get back inside." I don't. Everyone's bad out here. <laughs> You're like, I can't be around people anymore. I can't do yes. this. Yes, I was like, I've been inside too long with people I like. I only see a handful of people that I genuinely like. Yeah. When you go back into the world, you got to be near people you don't like at all. Yeah, I was like, I have to remember how to fake it again. I, 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 yes. I, I forgot how to do it. <laughs> Have you, so I've had a couple like Zoom meetings that I d- didn't want to do <laughs> where you're on the Zoom and you're like, yes, ah, ha, ha, ha. and the minute you turn off the Zoom, you like slump down and frown. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. I'm like counting down the minutes and pressing that lead button. And I'm just like, oh, I cannot wait till this is closed because I'm going to pull this wig off and lay on the ground. Like, uh huh. Sometimes I hit the leave button and then it, it's like two steps now where you hit the little uh, red circle and then it's like, do you actually want to oh, leave? Yeah. And I'll just hover my mouse over that when I'm ready and I'm like, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, yes, sure, yes, I'll see you soon. <laughs> oh, then you hit that leave button, you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm free, yes. Yeah, I just thank God Zoom put a, um, 
It's like clean up your appearance. It just kind of softens your whole face. Thank God it's there because I'd be looking real tough in a lot of these Zooms. Like really fucking tough. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I'd just be sitting back there looking like death warmed over. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't want to put on makeup just to go to my living room. No, hell no. Like, oh my God. I try to find any way around that. Yes. Oh boy. So what, are you currently on an app or no? Um, yeah, I am on, I went to check out Scruff and Grinder and uh, Tinder. Okay, okay. So I was like, let me just go ahead and dive headfirst in here and see what's happening. Has it been a good experience or... Well, I guess it's only been a month. So you have have you been out on a date or no? No, no, I couldn't. I couldn't even possibly think about that. Like, I'm still one of those people too that I'm just trying to quarantine and not really bring anybody else new into the group for right now. Just because as much, I mean, as much as I'd like to be trying to hook up or see someone else like that, I just can't trust these bitches. Like, I can't. That's how <laughs> I feel. And it's like I want to so bad, but I'm just like I can't trust y'all like that. So I've been staying away from it. But um, actually. More than anything, I'd like probably spend more time on the apps, like just using it as another way to talk to my friends, <laughs> which is mm. so stupid. But everybody that I run into in there, I just end up being like, hey, girl, <laughs> like, <laughs> forgetting what I came on there for. I was on Bumble and I came across this man like, OK, I don't want to say white people are wild because that's like a blanket statement. But a lot of white people are wild. <laughs> this man. So there's like prompts on Bumble. And this one says the prompt is if I could travel to any time in the past, his response said the 1950s. And then in parentheses, minus the segregation and misogyny. And I was like, why did you add that? You're white. You didn't have to. You, oh, you would have had a great time. Are you just trying to seem like you're woke because that to me seems disingenuous right yeah it absolutely does and then he goes on to say the the music the clothes the cars the world moved slower and then in parentheses in a positive way something we're missing today i'm like i think i think you want the segregation of misogyny (laughs) i'm like it sounds like that's what you're missing right because you're like we're missing it today and i'm like hey man i don't think you (laughs) it's kind of like being like make america great again minus the bad stuff and it's like well what the fuck does that mean what does it mean what are you talking about then yeah i just i keep coming across the worst people i match with this very hot man he was he's like black he's got this like beautiful skin and usually black men do not swipe yes on me damn yeah it's you know it's um <laughs> tough yeah <laughs> but so his profile said something about 90 day fiance and i love 90 day fiance so i was like your profile says 90 days and chill who are your favorite couples and he said not sure but the show is falling apart and i was like okay um how how do you how do i respond to that Oh my god. <laughs> what? Like how does how does one respond like you stopped the conversation? Yeah, yeah. That's another thing people do a lot too is drop things like that and then I'm like, "Well, I guess we're done talking." <laughs> <laughs> guess that's it. That has truly been almost all of my interactions within the last couple months. Just like <laughs> me saying in March, I said to this man, I was like, wow, this Corona shit's fucking wild. How are you handling it? Tell me. It was like right after lockdown. And then the person said, it's the fucking worst, literally. And I was like, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 okay. Then I guess we're done here. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I don't know how to talk to male identifying people anymore, especially the straight ones. Oh, they're God. very, like, they're just so confusing and i don't know i sometimes i'm like i give up and then i'm like nicole you cannot give up (laughs) (laughs) but i feel you about giving up i because i yeah because no i wouldn't be able to deal with that at all yeah it's tough and when you like get into talking to people you're gonna you're gonna have like little headaches oh god (laughs) just like You'll open up the app. You'll be like, all right, let's see if this person, you know, responded back to this amazing question I asked. And you're going to be like, 
they said just a word. They said cool. <laughs> yeah, I can't see. No, that's too much for me. That's too much for me. At least a few people that have actually been interacting with me had something to talk about and have continued the conversation. Like, I'm definitely a person that needs to be chased. So someone's, mm. someone's going to have to keep on me with that. Well, I just, I used to be a chaser, (laughs) the aggressor. And my therapist was like, how often does that work for you? Because I think she got, have you ever seen Death Becomes Her? Oh, yes. One of my favorites. So, you know, when Goldie Hawn's character is in, like, so she's eating the frosting. She gets uh, taken away. She gets a, what is it? Like five, 55, I don't know. She had a psychiatric hold or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the doctor's like, do you have any anything you want to talk about? And she's like, Madeline. And yeah. then she's like ringing that thing and everyone starts screaming. I was like, I think I, I did this to my therapist because she at one point, <laughs> I was talking about it, dude. And she was like, Nicole, you can't be chasing people. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> usually I arrive to things that like on my own. And it's a lot of like fill in the blanky type stuff. But this was a very pointed, you stop chasing people. It's not working. You can't do it anymore. I was like, okay. (laughs) She was like, maybe you didn't hear this one the last few times. Let me just say it again. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to be chased. And it's really hard. I was talking to this other person and this is on Hinge because I'm on all the apps. Oh, Lord. And I wrote just like a cute little, they said something, they like drag race. So I messaged them about, like, I was like, who's your favorite queen? What would your drag name be? Mine would be Julia Louise, Julia Louise Dry Puss, uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> thank you for laughing. That's it's so, so good. dumb. <laughs> it's so I dumb. love that one. Oh, my God. That's so good. <laughs> Thank you. And then he responded with like um, a pretty decent answer. And and it was like a paragraph long. And then I wrote back a paragraph. And then he wrote back two paragraphs. Oh. So then I was like, okay, maybe I'll write back less. So then I did. And then they wrote back, let's see, one, two, three, four, five paragraphs. Oh, my God. And... I, in my brain, was like, okay, to be chased, that means you can't just be like, do you want to go out? Like, stop writing me paragraphs. Yeah. (laughs) So I just stopped answering, and he has not asked me out, so I think I'm done? I don't know. It's so hard. Five paragraphs. I mean, to me, that would suggest some, like, real interest. That's a lot of typing. I'm lazy. It is a lot. I'm also lazy. (laughs) But... Sometimes people, well, he also was like, I've been like quarantined by myself and my cat. And I was like, oh, so maybe he's not talking to people. But then I'm like, wouldn't you want to like go to a park and meet me? Yeah. Uh, But I guess some people's level of comfort, I guess everyone's level of comfort is different. Yeah. I mean, everyone's level of comfort is like different. I also just think that at at this point in in quarantine, it's been what, like eight freaking months now. Like we need uh-huh. to figure out a way to have like some safe human interaction. So I don't care if it's a, you want to take me to the park and sit six feet away from me, but like we can figure something out. Yeah. And I find it very interesting that like some people truly have not figured out how to have safe interactions. Like I have a skate gang where <laughs> I've yes. made a bunch of my friends buy roller skates. Um, some already <laughs> had them, but we skate on Tuesdays and Every Tuesday, there's a person who comes and watches us, like a different person, and they go, what is this? And I'm like, oh, just friends having fun. And they're like, huh. And you all just had roller skates? No. Huh. Is there a leader? I'm like, a leader? I mean, technically, I guess I am, but no. It's just like funny to me that adults have forgotten how to have fun. They're like, wait a minute. We can just go out and do whatever yes. we want? I'm like, yes, yeah. we can. I'm like, we're living during the apocalypse. They took down the the basketball hoops. This is now a skating rink. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Bring some skates and come back next Tuesday. Yeah, like, jump into it, girl. Like, that's all you can do right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> they took down the basketball hoops, too. Damn. They did because basketball is, like, a pretty contact-intense sport. So that is I true. think the you thought know- was, like... 
uh, if, if you don't have the hoops, you can't play. Well, that's probably best because a lot of those people that would be playing it, you know, wouldn't be wearing masks. No, they don't wear masks and they're like shirtless and they're hot. Oh, my oh. goodness. I would truly give anything to watch a bunch of sweaty men play basketball. Oh, I miss that. Like, good grief. Like, seeing runners is the highlight of my day now. Mm-hmm. I love seeing somebody working on their fitness or running next to me while I'm driving my car, not yeah. exerting energy. Yeah. Exactly the same. I'm sitting there having a frappuccino like, get it, bitch. I see you. Okay, so when you decide to start dating again, do you think, like, do you have an ideal person that you want to date next? You know, I really don't, Nicole. And I'm thinking that this time I'm going to definitely trying to go into it with just a completely open mind and heart. Like, not... Mm -hmm. Knowing what, you know, I know will not work for me in a relationship and like being able to communicate that, but just kind of being open to whatever comes at me. I mean, I want somebody that can obviously kind of get along with how crazy and random my life is when I'm working like full steam. But I also do want somebody that's going to like be there for me and make sure they let me know that they're there. So, I mean, yeah, but other than that, I'm just trying to keep it open. I'm like, whatever comes my way. I feel, I mean, pretty much the same way. I keep it rather open. I, <laughs> some people have like tried to label me as like bisexual and I'm like, no, I just don't identify as anything. Yeah. I just refuse to be like, not this. I'm very open to whomever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I want someone who's like cool with me traveling a lot when that happens again. And, you know, like I drop things at the, like, not that my career will always come first, but. And it can be a conversation, like whether I take a job or not. Yeah. But like, I just, I wouldn't want someone to be like, I, I don't want you to take this because I need you here. And it's like, oh, okay, for what? Yeah. Oh, I just need you here. Huh. Hmm. Okay, but I'll be back. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I feel like sometimes people get into relationships with people who need a little too much. Mm-hmm. And I guess I, yeah, I just need someone who's like a little independent. Yeah, I think that was, uh, I'm th- I just to be honest, yeah, that was my last relationship. I need I need someone who's more independent mm-hmm. and self-starting and just yeah, able to kind of do their thing on their own. Yeah, and it's not like a flaw because there's people out there who love being with their significant other or their partner, you know, all the time, do everything yeah. with their partner. Yeah, I don't think I'm that type of person. Mm-mm. Nope, not unless at all. they were a comedian. No, no, not even like I've just done comedy by myself for so long. That somebody else would be like, what? No, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely, I definitely think I would be like the Oprah in the sense and Stedman would have his own house on the property. And, you know, (laughs) he'd be be invited in, but he'd have his own spot. Mm -hmm. I think about that video where Stedman got COVID or maybe she didn't, he was like waiting for his test and Oprah didn't (laughs) let him in the house and literally went to go visit him in his little back house. And I (laughs) giggled so hard because I was like, Oprah's house is probably the size of a small city. Yep. And Stedman's in this other full-size house on her property, and she's waving at him from six feet away. I was like, this is funny. (laughs) I love it. I, like, love that idea that she is living in, yeah, you know, like this ridiculous mansion, and he's got his little (laughs) guest quarters behind, behind the house. It's so funny. And then I think it was uh, Whoopi Goldberg who was like, date someone again, get married again. I don't want somebody in my house. I think about that all the time. Sometimes before I go to sleep, I'll look around my room and be like, I don't know where anyone would put a thing. I just have so much shit. I have so much clothing. There's no room in my closet for you. Nope. (laughs) I'm like, I have an entire other room devoted to drag. Like, literally, this room is stacked to the ceiling with wigs and clothes and everything else you can imagine. Like, I I ain't got no room. I ain't got no room. I love a drag room. I love a good drag room. Oh, mine. I finally (laughs) got mine together, too. It's so cute. Oh, yeah? Is it decorated? Did you paint the walls and stuff? Okay, so the back wall is um, all of a green screen, so now I can now use it to record everything in. But there's shelving, and there's all kind of units set up so that all my wigs are displayed, and then I have my vanity. It's like there's this whole system, but you get to go and like sit in the middle of the drag, so you feel like you're sitting in your mom's closet. It's so cute. Oh, I love it. 
Um, Latrice has a really nice drag room. Uh, oh, I interviewed I her in her drag room, and it was just like glitter and heels and just all of the things you would want. Um, and then my friend Meatball, I went to her house and she's got a cute little drag room. And I was like, ooh. And I just like wanted to stay in there. And she was like, the party's downstairs. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I just <laughs> want to go through your drag. I love that bitch, Meatball. That's one of my besties. She's a good one. I love Meatball so much. She makes me laugh so hard. She is so fucking funny. And I, I, I just kind of never met a person like her. Like, <laughs> she mm-hmm. is just a whole different kind of fucking character. Yeah, and it's so funny. Meatball in drag and out of drag is, like, a different kind of wonderful. Oh, yeah. It's so different, but, like, also the same, Yeah, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. She makes me truly laugh so fucking hard. Uh, they got a new cat. Its name's Deborah. Deborah hates me. <laughs> oh, Deborah! They got a little Debbie. Deborah hates me so much. I went over there and I had treats in my hand. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have been like Deborah, be my friend. But you know that's how I speak to people and things and and animals. And Deborah was like, I don't want this lady. This lady is not for me. And ran right upstairs and wouldn't be my friend. God, like nothing. Nothing hurts more than, like, a cat or a dog shunning you. Yeah. It's like cats, dogs, and kids. When they are like, (laughs) ew. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, crush. I'm like, why would you do that to me? Yeah. I remember the first time I was like, teens are scary. I was in New York, and I was reading on the train and listening to music on my phone, and I had my phone in my lap beneath the book. And these two teens, a couple, got on the train, and they were, like, kissing. And then they looked at me, and they laughed. And I was like, I think they're laughing at me. (laughs) And then then I was like, no, don't pay them. No mind. Uh, Who cares about those teens? And then someone walked past me and knocked in my book, and my phone fell. And I was like, oh, God. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's okay. And then the teens were pointing and laughing at me. And I was like, so they're definitely laughing at me. But, like, that wasn't my fault. And then I got off the train and I was walking towards the wrong exit so I was like oh shit this is I need to be like further downtown so I like turned around and bumped into this person and as the doors were closing the teens were pointing at me again laughing at me and I was like I haven't done anything Nicole that literally sounds like a circle of hell it was awful (laughs) teenagers are so scary I would hate it they're so terrifying. They'll do anything. They don't care. They don't care. They don't have anything to live for yet. They're like, I'll live through this. I don't care. Yes. They don't have a savings account. They don't have nothing. <laughs> they have nothing to care about. They don't have a mortgage. They're just like, whatever. <laughs> they're so mean. <laughs> Little monsters. Oh, my God. I try to avoid them at all costs. Oh, my God. Same. I can't imagine, like, raising one. Because oh. I remember being so mean to my mom and dad. And then I'm like. I'm going to bring something into the world, raise it to teenage years, and then it's going to be an asshole to me? Oh, hell no. no. Oh, hell no. I could not. I could absolutely not even imagine dealing with a, like, 16-year-old me at all. No. Especially in, like, 2020, the apocalypse, you can't go out nowhere and, like, blow off steam? Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. (laughs) Raising a kid during the pandemic? No, thanks. When my mom was my age, she already had an 18-year-old and a 7-year-old. So like I think about Damn. that all the time. I think about that all the time and I'm like I don't I don't know how this woman did Wait, it. Wait, your mom had an 18-year-old and a 7-year-old? Yeah, me. I was 18. Like I'm 36. So yeah, when she was 36, I was 18 and my little sister was like 7 because she had me when she was 18. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. She was almost done, and she said, I should start over. And then she had another one <laughs> that's 11 years after my little sister. So this woman's still raising kids. My God, my cousin did the same thing. She, Her two kids were, I think, 16 and 14 when she had her twins. And I was like, why? Why? <laughs> You're, <laughs> You're so close done. to being done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hell no. Yeah, I couldn't. The twins are getting old. I think they're... Oh, God, maybe they're like 11 or 12. And I'm like, I wonder if she's going to do it again. I wonder if she's going to have more. Oh, my God. Everybody needs to stop it. I just, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Mm-mm. I just got a dog, though. And he's, uh, his name is Nelson. And he's seven months now. And that's all oh. the child. I need all the child. What kind of dog is Nelson? 
So they originally told me that he was a chihuahua, but okay. it turns it turns out that Nelson is a full-on Jack Russell Terrier. That's so funny. They <laughs> yeah. So like I kept I kept like kind of wondering. I was like, this is gonna be one big ass chihuahua. And like I know chihuahuas can get a little like hefty, but I was like, this dude's mm-hmm. like muscular mm-hmm. and super energetic. He's like, muscular. I was, I was like, what is going on here? And they were like, girl, that's a terrier. That ain't no chihuahua. So uh, it's been fun, like, getting used to that. And thank God I have him because he's literally the only reason I leave the house. That's so cute. That's also so funny. He's a chihuahua. Uh, no, this is a full-ass different kind of dog. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Super little energetic monster. I was like, oh, I thought I was getting a little couch potato. No. <laughs> My dog is... Uh... He, what is he? He's like a Papillon. We finally figured it out after like seven years. He's like a Papillon Chihuahua mix. Oh. And he's very, very handsome. Oh. And he's so cute. Although his breath has been kicking lately. Oh, my So God. I don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> it's just tough. Nelson's farts have been killing me. Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes dog farts are, oof, tough. This dude could clear a room. Like, some days I have to get up and, like, make sure he didn't, like, poop somewhere. I'm like, what happened? Like, Jesus. <laughs> it's so funny that we love these little dogs and they shit everywhere. Just, fart. Yeah. And you're like, but I love you. <laughs> I'm like this little creature that I have to pick up their poop for the rest of their life. Like, yes. what have I done? Yeah, every time I pick up dog shit, I'm like, they win. Yep. They, <laughs> you know? For real. <laughs> I can't imagine living with someone where they took me outside, I shit on the ground, and they pick it up, and they give me food when I want it. Give you it, treats and thank you for yeah, it. Yeah, give me treats. <laughs> Well, Lucy, I ask all of my guests this. Uh, sometimes I forget, but for the most time, for the most part, I get it. So, would you would you date me? Oh my God, it would be my honor to date you, Nicole. Ah, <gasps> oh, what a treat! There was no thought; it was just an immediate reaction, and that's what a queen loves to see. <laughs> I love it when someone is like, "Yes," or they're, or honestly, when someone says no with no thought, and I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> I think I just love someone who's like a decision. I have a decision. I've made a choice. I don't like wishy-washiness. Hey, same. So thank you. I love that. Lucy, do you have anything you want to promote before we wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, you. everybody can find me online. I'm straight up in the digital world now. So you can find me on Instagram at Ty is Lucy Stool. That's T-Y-I-S-L-U-C-Y-S-T-O-L-E. I'm also at uh, Venmo and Cash App at the same place as y'all. You can also look up my collective, uh, Molasses Chicago. We are actually on the ground doing work in the community to help support our black and brown uh, trans sisters and brothers and gender non-conforming siblings. So look us up and... And uh, donate there also. Um, did you also say LucyStool.com? Uh, yes, and LucyStool.com backslash shop for all those toys, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to buy one, and I'm really excited about it. Oh, I'll send you a little something special, too. Ooh, what a treat. Because I was like, I don't use butt plugs, but... They're so pretty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know what everybody's getting in their stocking this year. Butt plugs for everybody. <laughs> um, also, I want to say you wore this pink outfit. Like, I think this was last year. So it was, uh, is pink your favorite color? It is. It absolutely is. You wear a lot of pink and you wear it well, but it's this like latex look <gasps> with lips on your head. It's honestly my favorite thing I've ever seen. I'm going to turn on my camera so you can see what I'm talking about. Oh, I already even know it's what you're... Yes, that's one of my favorite looks. I feel oh, so sexy in that look. It is so stunning. And and then the makeup is flawless. Like, you're truly... You do your own makeup, yes? Yes, I do. An artiste. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's, I just, this look is everything. And I think this is like the first, I was like perusing your Instagram. I think this might've been after I had figured you out from following the Vixen. And I was like, Ooh, I love this. I want this. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is, that just like really made my day. I've been such a big fan of yours for so long. This has been such a great experience. Oh, Lucy. 
Chelsea, thank you. I thoroughly enjoy, like, I often will go to your Instagram and just look at things and be like, hmm, I wonder if I reach out to this person, will they make me the exact same thing? Uh, yeah, and let me know, because I'll let you borrow it. Oh, girl, I think you're smaller than me. Oh, no, I think we're about the same size. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can trade. Hit me up. Also, this orange number. <laughs> Yes. Oh, my God. That one's so cute. Made by local designer Jay for pay. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. So, 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 so cute. Yeah, I I think your aesthetic is very much. It's very, uh, very what I would like to look like. <laughs> Baby, you look better than it every day. OK, I'm trying to look like you. Oh, stop it. Well, we've come to the end. Uh, if you liked this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can subscribe, you can rate it five stars on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as as they are now called. Uh, but I like iTunes better. And if you write me something nasty via a DM or on the like review, uh, like hitting on me, I will read it out loud. Um, also, I have like a little burner email called uh, it's a bacon can save at gmail.com. I check it truly not very often. So just, you know, and I don't really answer people. I'm just looking for these little come ons. Uh, but this person said, Nicole is one of your few straight listener listeners and fans. I would love to tie you up in some hotel quality Brooklyn sheets, Brooklyn and sheets, and then cover your clit in some Guy Fieri donkey sauce to kick the flavor up a notch and then I'd serve it uh, serve it up my way then I'd put on some headphones and listen to your special or your podcast and try to make you ooh 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 <laughs> as I tee <laughs> this one was a treat this one was very funny thank you so much and thank you Lucy so much for doing this thank you again for having me it was such a pleasure okay bye uh, bye has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.